0: I got a fucking tent set up on Rodeo Drive. Oh, shit. No way. Great location. You're right by the uh, the Costco that does the free samples. Yeah, I'll be there for breakfast tomorrow. They're doing mini breakfast burritos. I just take 10 laps and eat burritos for two hours. I smell like a fucking scrambled egg all day. But the nerve on this son of a bitch. And mind you, I got to watch him eat tomorrow's lunch. I just stood there and watched him. I was flabbergasted at that comment. To start off, just, "Oh, medium rare, huh? It's like, oh, shit, yeah, he, he nailed it. That's medium rare. But you didn't get any sides. Yeah, yeah, one order of cream spinach for Frank here, please. He's a, he's a little displeased here. Frank ain't too happy with this presentation here. Can, can we throw some, uh, some corn in that doggy bag, would you? And mind you, he had a fucking tent set up on Rodeo Drive. It actually looked pretty comfortable. I I mean, I've never seen anything like it. To where, like, if I had to spend the night in that tent, honestly, it it wouldn't be the worst thing. Prime location. He's right outside of a Whole Foods. He's got Mastro's right there. Fucking guy's not even asking for quarters. He's asking for $5 bills. Now, if I go down Pico Boulevard, one of the homeless guys there, and I give him a filet... He may not know if it's medium rare or not, but he's going to appreciate that filet. Yeah, Frank's actually organic. Now, he, Frank Frank just went vegan. Like, you don't, you don't have that. You shouldn't have that option. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Anywho, moving on. Grace Abraham. If I could trouble you just for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's time. For everybody's favorite segment, it's the Ask Bob segment. Week after week, I have you find folks file in, shove them in the DMs, whatever question you want to ask Bob to be answered on the podcast, on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Here we are today. By the way, the the feedback we've gotten from the Ask Bob segment, it, it's great. People come in the DMs all day, just firing questions, and I, I I love it. I really do. You get a lot of weird shit that comes in the DMs, so it's nice just to see the ass Bob segments coming. I love when people like people will like say, "Hey, if you're ever here, you know, let me know," and which is great. Don't get me wrong, I love it. But some of it's like the most bizarre requests. Like one kid the other day was like, "Hey, man, like if you if you're ever in Kansas and are feeling like a good grilled cheese." Let me know. I'll take care of you over at Cheesy Cafe over here. It's like, what? Like, A, you got a pretty, pretty big-time long shot on me being in Kansas at some point in my life. Nothing against Kansas. Maybe I'll go see a Jayhawk game or something. But, but B, on top of that, if you do hit the odds of me being in Kansas, then you got to throw on top of that the odds on me craving a grilled cheese sandwich. Like I can't tell you the last time I've, I've craved the grilled cheese, or the last time I've been in Kansas. You know, it's just like you get some pretty bizarre DMs and requests, but um, I'm all for it. I try and answer as many as I get. I really do. But the Ask Bob segment questions are are great. Let's get into this, shall we, Ibrahim? First questions coming in from Brady Lover. Miami, Florida. Brady doesn't sound like a Miami name, uh, but we are going to go ahead and roll with that there, Lover. Question from Brady is, Bob, you've never spoke about any siblings. A, do you have them? B, what was it like for them growing up with you? What are you trying to say, Lover? Shit, well, I mean, what, what was it like for them to, to grow up with them? I think you got to ask them that. Uh, yes, I do have siblings. Brother and a sister, they're twins, three years older than me. So I got one year of high school with me, with them. They were seniors. I was a freshman. So they're they're cut from a different cloth. Same mother and father. Parents have been together for, Lord knows how long, 30, 40 some odd years. God bless them. Still rolling. But uh, my my brother is actually, they're, 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 they're a different breed. My brother is in the army, so he's actually a captain in the army. And then my st- we, knew- we knew my brother was going to be the army because he used to have me just run around the front-, the front yard. I didn't have a driver's license when I was like 14, so he had like just got him. So he was like, hey, Rob, want to go to Taco Bell today? I'm like, fuck yeah. He's like, well, I'll take you. If you run around the yard, put some catcher gear on, I'm just going to pop you with my airsoft gun. So I would just go in full catcher's gear, put on like a cup, the whole nine yards. I'd even have a glove. And I would just sprint across the front lawn. And he would take this big sniper of an airsoft gun that he had and just pop me. Just little airsoft pellets just grilling me for like an hour straight. And then we'd go to Taco Bell. I'd slam down a Crunchwrap Supreme. And all was well and good. So, But we always knew he was going to have some sort of military background to him. My mom would like see me get shot in the air and be like, yep, that's my son. He's going to be in the army, that guy. He's a captain now. He went to West Point, or we even had that. We had a big wiffle ball stadium in our backyard that our dentist by the name of Mark Stenval built for us. He was cleaning my cavities one day, he said, Hey, you, you, want, to, uh, you want, to, want me to build a wiffle ball stadium in your backyard? Built a full blown wiffle ball stadium, backstop and all. But you would just be standing at shortstop. Everybody from my grade would come over to play wiffle ball. And you'd be standing at shortstop, and you would just get shot in, like, the head, and you don't know where the fuck it came from. It'd be my brother from his window just sniping down upon us. Fucking guy never missed. I swear to God, he's pinpoint. So you'd get, like, a you know, a wiffle ball, knuckleball coming your way that you're trying to just slap out to left field. And on top of that, a little airsoft pellet comes right underneath the wiffle ball and just slams you in the stomach. Like, you just didn't know when you were going to get popped. That's what he did. So he ended up actually going to West Point. For those of you who don't know, go Army beat Navy, one of the toughest schools in the US to get into. So that right out of the gate gave me a tough act to follow. My sister, she's a doctor. So the, the odds still till this day are just just stacked against me. Like when I was in college, I always had like visions of my mom being out to dinner and everybody in town goes to the same place so you see each other. It's like, "Hey, Sue, how are the kids doing?" It's like, well, Brian just got into West Point. He's about to become a captain in the Army. Kim is a doctor, going to finishing up grad school right now, about to marry a doctor. And then Robbie just called to see how long he should heat his hot pocket up for. Which is true. I, like, I would call my mom in college and be like, Mom, how long did you used to heat my hot pockets up for? It's like, Robbie, it says it on the back. I was like, yeah, but I like it well done. All right, so instead of two minutes, go two minutes, five seconds. But like, it was always just an uphill battle for me. Because they could do no wrong. It's kind of like the selfish side of me. My sister's like, yeah, I, I got into med school. It's like, fuck. You did? She's like, yeah, damn it. You know, I just, I had this this image of, of my mom having to 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 say that, you know. My mom and dad just walking around the restaurant saying that same line in my head every single day. But yeah. So they, uh, you know, they're off and well. They're doing okay for themselves. Love them to death. But there is a brother and sister. Um... You know, and I think it was a little bit of chaos growing up with me. Jokes were flying, even at the age of 10, just all day long. Great relationship, though. Um, And and they're they're thriving. Not much more, I could say, for that. My sister now married to another doctor. Nice Jewish fella. It's good, too, because I like to call them, and, you know, it's an advantage having a sister as a doctor and a brother-in-law now that are doctors. Because it's so hard to get in touch with doctors. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, I really use it to my advantage. I call about shit that, like, I don't even have to call them for. Just because I can. You know, usually you book a doctor's appointment, like, two months in advance just to see the guy. Then they have you wait in the waiting room for an hour and a half after your original scheduled appointment. It's like, yeah, coming at 9, we'll see you at 1045. So I would just call them because I can. Because I have access to doctors at all times. Just call my sister like, hey, Kim. She's like, Robbie, what, I'm working right now. It's like, all right, all right, just want to ask you. I I was flossing today, and I noticed a lot of shit's been getting stuck in my teeth lately. Is this something to be concerned about? Should I be prescribed something? It's like, no, Robbie, something just got caught in your tooth just. Stick it out with the floss. Nothing to be worried about. Okay. All right. Just wanted to know. That's all. You know, just call with any fucking related health question because I can. But yeah, hope that answered your question there, lover. Moving on. Next question here of the Ask Bob segment. Steven Whitner out of Dallas, Texas. Bob, after the trade deadline, you still think the Yankees are the favorite to win the World Series? Um, you know what, Whitner? I, I kind of I hate to say it, but I stand by what I said. The Astros continue to scare me, especially after the trade deadline. That's a bad rotation they got rolling out there. Bad in a way of I'm not looking forward to facing them if need be. Verlander, Cole, Grinky, Miley, Sanchez. The Yankees not making a move not making a move on the trade deadline for a starting pitcher, just flip-flopped the Astros into the favorite. Neutral field, I hate to say it, I think the Astros are the slight favorite. Not to say the Yankees can't squeak by them, but it, the Astros scare the shit out of me. Thanks for bringing that back up, Whitner. Damn. Houston Astros, these boys are balling. Yanks are too, but that starting rotation. By the way, I tried to tell you guys... As far as the buffet behind Yankee Stadium. Did anybody see Yankees Red Sox this weekend? On ESPN? Sunday Night Countdown? Oh my God, it was fantastic. But, there's nobody behind the home plate. Because there's this big buffet of King Crab. i was putting it on my story. My dad was at the game. He was in one of those seats. So the same guy that was bashing those guys for not being out watching the game, they spend $400 for these seats, and then they just go into the buffet all game long because they can, just shucking oysters, all, you know, seven innings out of nine, and then they're in their seats for two, so it looks like the Yankees don't have a loyal fan base, in reality, there's just guys crushing king crab legs behind the dish, which is what my dad was doing, he was at the game again. It's like the fifth inning, my dad's got a lobster tail in his hands. And that's why, if you look behind the home plate, there's nobody there. Hell, I hate to say it, you put some King Crab Legs Unlimited, St. Golden Corral King Crab Legs, too. As good as the Yankee game is, I'd probably be slamming down California rolls and, and whatnot at the raw bar there, too. So that really bothered me. All right, folks. That just about does it here on the Brilliantly Dumb show. Big news to announce, by the way. You don't got a Windex comment coming in here. You got a different type of advertisement. www.brilliantlydumb.com We just released the new podcast tease. So we got the podcast tease. The Not Today Bubba gear, as always. Give it a look, folks. www.brilliantlydumb.com If you can't see out of your laptop screen... Might be a little dirty. So what do you do? Put some Windex on there. Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, brush it, spray it. I put that shit on everything and everywhere. Thank you, folks, for listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show. This was episode 10. We will see you next week for episode 11. I'm Big Game Bob behind the glass. Say goodbye to Grace Abraham, folks. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Come and see you live, on your local airwaves, wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, you know what time it is. You're listening to the Brilliantly dumb Show. Big Game Bob on the mic here. USB is dialed in, plugged into the MacBook Air here. We're ready to rock and roll. And as always, you're looking at Grace Ibrahim, behind the glass, on the ones and twos, conducting this train. Welcome aboard folks, here we go, a little bit of a milestone here, we're sitting at episode 10, big episode, action packed, as always, I'm gonna jump right into this sucker after I remind you that this episode is brought to you by, if you're in your car right now, I hope you just shouted it out, listening on the radio, I hope you just shouted it out, Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, brush it, spray it. I put that shit on everything. Clean as a whistle here in my apartment. Let's jump right into the sports segment because I got news for you. The first week of August, late July, early August, is far and away the worst time to watch ESPN. Everybody always says, like, they, they want to boycott ESPN, but they can never actually do it. Like, somebody always finds a small thing to be like, nope, I'm done. Not watching ESPN anymore. But you watch it that next morning while you eat your bowl of cereal. But I, I'm serious. When I tell you I turn off ESPN late July, early August, I turn it off. Because it, it's, it's outrageous. They, they just have nothing to talk about. You're in the middle of baseball season. There's no hockey. Football hasn't started yet. You've been talking about football for four months, so there's not a whole lot to talk about anymore. Basketball, free agency's done. Season hasn't started yet. You're not even in preseason yet. They just got nothing to talk about. So this week, the big topic on ESPN was LeBron James at his son's AAU game. For those of you who didn't see it, LeBron was like diving all over the court in warm-ups. He went into the layup line with the kids and just started throwing down windmill dunks. Place was going fucking bananas. And they scrutinized this poor guy so hard. Is LeBron stealing the spotlight from Bronny Jr.? That, That was the first segment on ESPN. That's what I listened to Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman talk about for 18 total minutes. I know it was 18 minutes because when I'm on the treadmill watching it, the way I do it is I'm going to keep running until they're done with their first segment. And then that's when I'll start walking, then pick it back up to the run. So sometimes they just go on a segment for like 25 minutes and I'm just hauling ass. I'm exhausted, and Stephen A. just won't stop. They they have episodes where they just they don't even do commercial because Stephen A. just just keeps going. But that was the big topic: is LeBron James stealing the spotlight from son Bronny James, who's maybe give or take 14 years old? I mean, the, the, do you see these kids? He, LeBron was in the layup line. He was jumping 50 feet into the air and just throwing basketballs through that sphere. The the kids couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. I mean, they were having the time of their lives. They couldn't even believe what they were watching. And look, I'm not a huge LeBron James advocate. I'm not. But, God, can we give the guy a break? Like, I could see my 12-year-old self in that layup line. Just, like, tapping LeBron on the back and be like, Hey, Bron." Look, I, my my jump shot's been a disaster lately. I'm trying to get some shots up. Do you think you could maybe spare a windmill or two and watch this game from the sidelines, please? I'm trying to work, work on my left hand. I need some left hand layup work. So please see yourself off the hardwood floor here. Be a spectator, why don't you, for once? That's what I was going to do. Just tug on his shorts and tell him that. Let the guy live. I mean, the kids, they'll, they'll, they'll never forget this. Never. Guy was jumping through the roof. They're watching one of the greatest of all time in their layup line while they warm up for an AAU game. One kid had a Twix bar in his hand. Do you think he gives a shit whether or not he's going to lose a couple, three warm-up layups? I mean, ESPN just has nothing to talk about. It's the worst time for ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, if you will. It's awful. And then they put up this sports science guy. Oh, jeez, I wish I knew his name. The name of the sports science guy, it's like a 30-minute bit, and he does, like, math statistics to kind of compare and give analogies to athletes. It's like when Zion Williamson is going down the court with a full head of steam... It equals the force ton of a great white shark attacking a humpback whale in the Pacific Ocean. It's like, what? Like, how did you guys even add that up? Or how am I going to watch this for another 30 minutes? When Zion Williamson jumps in the air, he actually gets as high as a Delta airplane 18 seconds after takeoff. It's like, where, where are you getting these, these facts from, ESPN? And you know there's some jackass in their living room like, wow. So basically, Zion Williamson is the size of a great white shark and moves at the size of 1-2 in water. It's like, what, what? Like, can't you guys talk about, like, fucking football or something? I mean, there's got to be some shit. Cover uh, Ultimate Frisbee rather than what I'm seeing right now. My God. Turn off ESPN. Go, go to whatever it is you go to, okay? Because end of August... I'm sorry, end of July, early August, it is a disaster. So I had to get that. Just, just please, let LeBron James breathe a little bit. I don't agree with everything he does. I don't think anybody agrees with everything he does. But let the guy throw down a couple dunks at his kid's AAU game. There's no crime in that. But anywho... Moving on. I tell you, Grace, th- this whole podcast thing, it- it's dangerous. It really is. It- it- it's a weapon in all the wrong ways. It really is. For those of you who don't remember, last week I did a bit on what I call The Reach. My entire family, that's what we call it, The Reach, took a girl out to a date, date one, and I'll reiterate it, I said, date one, and my pain, no doubt about it. I know it, she knows it, the waiter knows it, bartender knows it, bouncer knows it, valet knows it. Even the valet's looking in, like, yep, he's got the date tonight. You're going to see that man's CC come out on the check. But all we ask for in the burger household, men's side of the burger household, is what we call the reach. When the check comes out, show a little bit of anticipation, a little bit of drive, a little bit of hunger to go to your, your, your purse your credit card, and just act as if you have some sort of intention on paying that bill, going z's on that bill. I didn't get the reach. So I addressed it on the podcast last week. That I, I all I asked for is the reach, and I didn't get the reach. I called my dad the next morning. First thing he said, did you get the reach? I said, no. I didn't get the reach. He said, not for you. He may be right, but I didn't get it. But anyway, I I get so amped up in these podcasts, I forget who's listening. So I'm not going to say where, but I I have to see this girl every single day. So, you know, it it went very well, you know, outside of the reach. So we we were able to possibly get over this, not getting the reach. But I didn't know that that I, I forget who's listening to episode by episode, Tuesday by Tuesday by Tuesday. So I see her in passing two days later and I get an absolute death stare. Like it, it, it was coming at me like it was in my soul. I mean, just beamed right through me. Thinking, what the fuck was that? Two minutes later, I drop my pen and she just goes, hey, Robbie, do you want me to reach for that pen or should I just let it go? And I didn't know, I didn't get it right away. So I was just like, uh, uh, it's fine. I mean, I'll grab it. Got a pretty good wingspan here. I think I could pick up my own pen. And like 15 seconds later, I'm like, fuck. She heard episode nine. <laughs> she heard episode nine about the reach. So you could just kiss that goodbye. Whatever thing we had there is now out the window because of the reach. So, you know, I, I look, I, I I do feel bad, but at the same time, it's, fuck. Guys understand, we, we need the reach. Just show me the reach. Go to your phone. Say you're going to Venmo me. I I don't know. I would have said no right away. But we got to see a little bit of anticipation for the credit card, and then I'll say, no, 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 Don't worry, I got it. So, I mean, Lord, knows, I, every time I see her now, That's what I'm going to be thinking of is episode 9. Podcasting is a dangerous world, folks. It's not all fun and games. The Reach. Anywho, moving on. Grace, I want to talk homeless people for a sec. I think half the audience right now is like, oh, fuck, where's he going with this one? But seriously, I've been wanting to discuss this for some time now, and the other night it solidified it. Beverly Hills homeless people, it's like a different echelon of homelessness. Like, not to be a prick, but in all honesty, it really is. I went to Mastro's the other day. It's a steakhouse. they were a chain. It's right on Rodeo Drive. a homeless guy right outside of Mastro's. Okay, so I had a little doggy bag. I couldn't finish my filet. Mind you, Rodeo Drive, that's pretty good territory. That's pretty good real estate right there. There's a homeless guy just sitting out there. He had a name tag on, I shit you not. Says, hello, my name is Frank. Looked like he had been wearing it for like 18 years. It was kind of like deteriorating. Poor guy was just sitting there on a blanket. So I come out and I was like, shit, like, you know, I really wanted to do the filet for lunch tomorrow. um, But, you know, I I think I'm going to pay it forward here with Frank. I'm with my cousin. I said, I'm going to give Frank my filet. He said, you're going to give your filet to Frank? I said, yeah, why not? So I go and I go to give it to him. Not a word. Not a word. Okay? He opens up the box, looks at it, and goes, huh, medium rare, huh? And I look at my cousin. I'm like, it's actually, it is medium rare. A little bit of char on the outside of it, but Frank just about fucking nailed it. He, it's, it's a medium rare steak. And he's surveying this thing. So, I, again, mind you, I haven't gotten my thank you yet. Lord knows I'm not going to get the reach from Frank, but I'm not expecting the reach. Just a thank you. And he's looking at the stake. He looks up to me. He pauses and he goes, you didn't get any sides? No, nah, no, Frank. I didn't get any fucking sides. How dare I, huh? Excuse me. Hey, let, me let me head back in. I'll have him fire up a side order of cream spinach for you there, Frankie boy, you prick. You didn't get any sides. Yeah, I did have sides. I ate them, you jackass. It's $14 for a thing of grilled corn. You want to go spend that, Frank? I was, I've never been so pissed off at a homeless person. I mean, how, how high maintenance could you be, Frank? It makes me think: in, in the in the homeless community, do they talk to each other about the locations that they're in? It's like, oh shit, you're homeless too. What uh, what area are you in? I'm actually, I got good real estate. I'm on Rodeo Drive there.